Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Begin the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Michael Lombardi. He is in New Jersey. I am here in Las Vegas. Michael, it's great to be with you here for the next month or so as Patrick gets a well-deserved vacation, but it's always good to be joined by you, sir. Uh, I guess you wake up today, Michael, and you go, I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller because money is just being spent around the association. The rumor mill has begun officially for guys like KD and Kyrie. We're going to get into all that, but I just have to ask you, today is, is Bobby Bonilla Day. Okay, one of the best contracts in the history of sports, right? Where he still gets a million dollars annually, and I believe it was a 30-year deal that he got back from the Metropolitan. So every year, July 1, cha-ching for Bobby Bonilla. If a player ever came to you as an executive and said, Michael, I'd like a Bobby Bonilla-style deal, (laughs) how would you bring that to the owner and what would you say? I, 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 that was an easy conversation. I'm saying, look, you know, I, I mean, I could suggest it, but I can honestly tell you what the answer is before I get there. I mean, the one great thing about negotiations is you got to have a bad guy. And sometimes the owner doesn't want to be the bad guy. Sometimes the owner does want to be the bad guy. Mm. And I think when you have a bad guy that, you know, especially the bad guy has to be above you. You can't be the bad guy because then they try to circumvent you. So you've got to kind of be the deal maker. The owner has to be a little bit of the bad guy when it comes to money, or he has to have an accountant that's the bad guy that won't <laughs> let him spend his money. So yeah, there's no Bobby Bonilla deals. I mean, unless the, the Browns decide to do that one too to disrupt the whole pay structure like they did with, with Baker May with uh, Deshaun Watson. I mean, that, that certainly could be. But, David, i got to ask you a question. Yes, sir. I mean, you, you're very active on Twitter. You're involved in social media. I'd like to know what the Nets did to upset <laughs> Kevin Durant to want to leave. I mean, I, I narrowed it down to four things on Twitter. I hope you can advise. I thought, was it the, it was the commute too tough? I think that's oh, always a concern. That's a tough one. You know, I mean, did he not like reading the New York Post or the Daily News? The new local papers are always important when you live in a city. Yes, it is. You know? What, was he was he unhappy with the bagels of New York because they didn't live up to the average uh, value? Right, I think that's important. That's fair. Every town you got to go to a town with a good bagel. I mean, I just be honest, right? 
<laughs> or was it that Ben Simmons showed up? Like, tell oh. me what they did wrong. I think I know what it is, Michael. And this is a theory, and I did float it out there yesterday when we saw all the calamity breaking in the news that KD is officially asked to be traded from Brooklyn. And it's a simple thing for me, Michael. He hates it when Steph Curry wins and he's not a part of it. Every time Steph wins a championship, all of a sudden KD's got to switch a team. It is bizarre to me. I mean, when it happened in Oklahoma City, you can't beat him, join him. Right, and then, well, maybe I, I want to go prove that I can win without Steph, and then I couldn't do that, so now i got to go somewhere else because it's just not good enough. I don't know what it is about this guy, Michael, but it's just never good enough wherever he is. And right. I, I think now he looks back in the Golden State decision and says, I left this? I really left this because I thought I could go be the alpha, and he's still an alpha, and I could go be that guy somewhere else and win without this group that I have at Golden State. I mean, that's like an untold story. I can't wait for the 30 for 30 to come out on that in 20 years about why he really left Golden State because that, to me, just never made sense. And now he's trying to make it work with Kyrie. I don't know if they're still going to be joined at the hip somewhere else, but clearly the Ben Simmons experiment, they wanted no part of that. So, Michael, I can't figure out why Kevin Durant just does not seem to be happy wherever he is. I interviewed him once years ago before his movie uh, Thunderstruck. It wasn't very good. But the point is, is that he's, a, he's an interesting guy. He really is. And he's, he's, he, he takes criticism, and it, it doesn't bounce off him. It really sticks to him a little bit. And I don't know if that has anything to do with it, Michael, but wherever he goes next, this is kind of the last great opportunity for Kevin Durant in his quote-unquote prime, if he's still there, to win more chips. And I think his legacy for his own – I think for his own uh, – I almost, I almost want to say just for his own sanity, he needs to find a really happy landing spot. Michael, I have no idea where that's going to be. But, but what could be happier? I mean, he didn't want to play Blake Griffin, so they sat Blake Griffin on the bench. I mean, he controlled Nash, right? Yeah. The moves that they made were all dependent upon him. I mean, look, there's Kevin Durant, who I happen to think is one of the greatest players I've ever watched. No I mean, you know, people don't remember the great Bob McAdoo, but, you know, he Bob McAdoo was great, but Durant was Everything that McAdoo was even better. I mean, this is, I, I think, the world of Kevin Durant, and I love watching Kevin Durant play. But I think it's a bigger issue than Kevin Durant. I think this, is, this falls on Adam Silver's plate. I wow. really do. I think what he's allowed to have happen in the NBA, and, and everybody says, well, the players control it. No, it should be a league. It should be controlled. There should be organization. There should be something that goes into it. You can't just let somebody come into an organization, take it over, have four years left on a contract, and basically say, okay, we'll trade you now. Like, there's something wrong with that. It's not how you build a business. It's not how you win. And they're partners in this business. Mm -hmm. Like, every time a player does this, you know, there's part of social media that says, well, he should do what he wants to do. But there's a larger part of social media that says, this is just selfish, this is wrong, and now I'm turned off by the NBA. I I think there's some of that, too. Look, let's put it in perspective. The 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 Braves-Houston Astros World Series garnered 14 point million viewers. This Golden State Boston, two big time programs, was at 13.9. Mm. They're below baseball. Now, they've got China, they've got India, they've got Australia, they've got European markets that are great, that help supplement, but they are losing some of their luster here in America. And it's because of this. It's because Silver's standing back, not leading. 
And he should be able to lead. And he should be able to put this whole mockery of free agency. They won't allow you to put the cap on the guy on draft day. But yet it's okay to uh, that, that Jalen Brunson's in New York City eight hours before the deadline and he's going to sign a deal. Like, I get it. In the NFL, there's tampering going on. Sure. It's a little bit discre- – it's, it's done more discreetly, right? Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's handled. Nobody's on an airplane until it's time. <laughs> But to me, this whole NBA, I mean, David Stern protected the business. Adam Silver's not protecting the business. He's just not. And Durant and all these other players are running. Look, I think Durant's great. I think he's tremendous. He should make a max. I get all that. But at some point, you got to protect the brand. you got to protect the, the logo. And I think all this stuff doesn't protect the logo. It's totally fair. And, Michael, you know about this better than most. Look, I was in D.C. the day that Albert Haynes was signed, I think five minutes after the free agency period began. I thought, boy, they got that contract done really quickly. No, of course, they had already had things in place to make him, at that point, the highest-paid football player of all time. I I saw Kevin Durant at Montrose Christian in D.C. back when I was there, when he was still in high school. You knew he was going to be a great talent. One year, Texas, and the rest is history in the NBA. But, Michael, it's an interesting point, because if you remember back to when Chris Paul was going to be a Laker, remember? And they kind of nixed yep. the deal. The league nixed the deal. And it felt like it was, quote-unquote, for the betterment of the league that they didn't want this super team to exist. It feels like that's all out the window now. And, and I don't know if it, start, it didn't start, but, you know, some might say when Kevin Durant went to Golden State that it almost became unfair, right? He's joining a team that had won, what, 73 games the year before, didn't win the title, but yet here comes Kevin Durant to join one of the greatest regular season teams we'd ever seen in the history of the NBA, that that felt a a bit unfair. I don't know how you get the genie back in the bottle, though. That's the problem now with Adam Silver, right? He's let it. I I don't know how you do it either. Yeah. And I'm not against, I'm not against super teams. Like I'm not against the Miami heat signing LeBron and doing that, you know? Right. And LeBron after his contract ran out, left the heat, but the heat didn't change their whole building for LeBron. I mean, they, they, Moved him in. Brosh got the the blood disorder. He had to go. Mm-hmm. You know, but here the Brooklyn Nets, they basically, you know, the, the in the Goodfellas, Will Hill and I were talking about this yesterday, in Goodfellas, when, you know, the guy who owns the tiki bar, he has, <laughs> you know, Paulie comes in and becomes his partner, and before you next thing you know, they're torching the building. Well, they're <laughs> going to torch the Brooklyn Nets building here. It's the same thing. It's exactly the same thing. Go, I posted it on, 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 on Twitter yesterday. I mean, you know, how many games as a betting in a betting market, how many games you given Steve Nash who just claps oh. during the game, how many are you going to give him with this new team that they're going to come up with? I mean, what are they going to look like? If, if in fact, your KD is gone, they're going to find a trade part. I mean, there's going to be teams that are going to want to trade for Kevin Durant. And the other oh, part no is – no doubt. No and, doubt. But, Michael, the other part is you don't have to trade him. Right, but, but like, is it is it now where the, the player is so empowered that really the Brooklyn Nets are are they're meaningless in this whole equation here that they well, have only, to not trade only him? Do you, David, not only do you do you do you have to listen to his demands? You got to trade him to the team he wants to get traded to. Wow! And then he squeezes you because I'm not going this. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. I want to go to Phoenix. Well, Phoenix doesn't have enough assets for us. I don't care. I want to go to Phoenix. Like, how does that? After you just ruined our franchise mm. and destroyed it, you know, you know, we up season ticket prices because you came. People paid them. They love you. Why not invest in what we did? He didn't invest one minute in Brooklyn. Look, I get the like 
in, in college football, and, and there's so much to talk about there, mm-hmm. in college, the, the transfer rule. But you can only do it once. Right. Like, you can only do it once. Like, maybe Silver puts a rule in place that says, okay, hey, you guys have a long-term contract. You can request one time to be traded out of it. That's it. But once you do it, you can't leave that next con until it's over. Like, at some point, how about the fans having some vested in? I, how about all those poor people who bought Brooklyn uh, uh, Nets jerseys that have Durant on the back of it? <laughs> one year, it's a rental. It's, I mean, it's, it's a rental. It is, it's astounding what's happening in the league. And I think there's a lot of deeper issues that you bring up that are really salient ones that the league has to look at. It's like, is this good or is this bad for our product overall? And the ratings don't lie. That's the bottom line uh, when you get down to it. They don't show it. you the ratings. See, right. they don't ever release the ratings. Social media never gives you the ratings. That's they right. don't talk about it. They don't want you to know about them. Well, social media has changed the whole dynamic of what's going on. We're going to talk about where KD might go and some of those odds and how they've changed since the last 24 hours, which have been chaotic in the NBA. Much more to get to. Just getting it started here in the Lombardi Line on these and these Sports Betting Network. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Summer special is here. For only $19, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up today. You're going to get VEASAN's daily best bets, including Adam Berg's daily MLB best bets, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. So if you want that full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it, the cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. So sign up now at VEASAN.com slash summer back here in the Lombardi on I am Dave Ross joined by the host himself Michael Lombardi and Michael just going over this with Stephen Bond in the break some of the the numbers that have been given out in the last 24 hours and by the way shout out my guy Shams Charania doing great work back in Chicago and I used to watch him do this Michael uh, for a couple years when we worked together 
and the just the influx of information that comes in on this, this first day in the 24-hour period. Jokic, $264 million over five years, $60 million option in that fifth year. Zach Levine just re-signed with the Bulls, $215 million for five. Bradley Beal staying in D.C., $251 for five. It looks like Zion's going to re-sign with the Pellies as well. When, when you look at these deals that are coming out, look, the money is good, certainly in the NBA. You mentioned if, if the league is better off for it. When you see a guy like Jokic return to Denver, do you think, Michael, because I, I actually bought in on the Nuggets a little bit last year, and then everything around Jokic fell apart. Is it just a matter of health, or do they have to go get more than just the perceived bodies that we think might be good enough for the Nuggets to truly compete in the West? Well, I, I think the Nuggets certainly are a good team. You know, when they get healthy, they can certainly compete. Jokic has been the MVP two times, so we know how good he is. He deserves it. Look, I'm not complaining at all okay. about the players making money. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I mean, it's it's all attributed to the, 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 the revenue streams shared with the owners. And what the, the players don't, don't get, even in this split, is they don't get the value of the – the franchise going up. For example, you know the Bolin family just sold the Denver Broncos for fourteen for four point six billion. You know, Elway, Shanahan, Terrell Davis, a lot of players that went through there were partly responsible for the enhancement of the value of the franchise. Mm -hmm. The owner owns the team, so he gets to reap those benefits. There it is. But I don't think so. I, I have a problem with the distribution of funds with a plan of where we're going. Let's take Bradley Beal. And you're a, a, a DV, uh, a DC expert here, David. You know, let, where are we going? We just gave him 250. How are we going to get any better than a six seed when we just gave him all this money? Right. And, and that's the problem here when I look at, like, Bradley Beal. And, and you do find out, yes, it's about the money. That's the only reason why Bradley Beal would say, yeah, you know what, I want to stick around. Now, can they build a winner around there? Boy, they've been asking that question in the DMV since the late 70s, to be perfectly honest with you, Michael. So I do look at some of those deals, and I go, okay, maybe he's a, a caretaker, and if the, the D.C. boys want to dump the salary, they can trade Bradley Beal somewhere down the road. I mean, that is always a bargaining tool for you, but how many times do you have to rebuild? I'm with you on the Nuggets. I think Jokic, this is like what you want to see in the NBA, some stability there. It's the anti-KD right now that he's sticking it out, even though it doesn't look like right now we look at the Nuggets and say, yeah, they can win a championship. You know, it's got a Dirk Nowitzki feel to it back in, in the Dallas Mavs days where they ended up winning one. And that one over LeBron and the Heatles, if we remember, felt like it, it meant a little bit more. Right, because the guy yeah. did stay there, and he didn't have all the superpowers to join him. And I feel like that's been the conversation in the NBA for about the last decade. And, and this is part of LeBron's legacy, whether he likes it or not. Michael gets the credit for staying in one place. And, yes, they brought in some bodies like Kukoc through the draft and certainly Dennis Rodman uh, when he came on board. So it wasn't like it was just Scotty and Mike the whole time. But really, you look at those two and you say that was kind of his identity. LeBron is the, the, the antithesis of that. This is a guy that's moved around city to city, one in Miami, one in Cleveland, one in L.A., and that's a different kind of legacy. I don't know if Kevin Durant's going down that track and the Jokic's of the world are, are sticking on the other one. And to be honest with you, I don't know which one is better for the league. I guess history will tell us that, Michael, which way is better. But I look at some of these deals like the Jokic and I go, okay, good for you. Now it's up to management to go get him the help that says, I, I'm going to keep my star. We're going to pay him handsomely, but I got to get some help if we're going to win a championship. 
And, 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 you know, I think when you do Jokic's contract, you got to get help from him there. I mean, you know, for all the criticism Harden has taken, now he's due to meet with the 76ers this weekend. You know, he did give them, he opted out, which allowed them to sign a couple players, you know, most notably B.J. Tucker, mm-hmm. without having to move any pieces to get underneath the cap. So, to me, it's a little bit about give and take here. Your partner's in this, right? And so you want to be able to to see where you're going. And I, and I think ultimately – when you look at Denver, I mean, Denver, if they can get healthy and he can play at a high level, which we know he's capable of playing, you know, and, and, and Murray comes back and they do all the things that they need to do. I mean, they've, you know, they've always been a good team. Now, you know, they get rid of Barton, you know, and they make some moves. We've got to see it all kind of come together. But if they're able to get their full team back, you know, and I, and I talk to people in the West, if they get Murray back, you know, to go along with Porter and all these other guys that they have, they have a chance. And if they add another piece, assuming that Jokic gave them an opportunity to add that piece. You know, I'm looking at the Nuggets right now about plus 850 to uh, win the West next year. And that would, uh, you know, I took them on the futures last year and got burned because those guys never came back. The Michael Porter Juniors, uh, the Jamal Murrays of the world. So you're anticipating that they would be fully healthy for this year. You mentioned the Sixers. And that's an interesting, and I know you're really close to what's going on with that situation there. With the East now perceived to be weaker, now we don't know where Durant's going to end up, Kyrie, if he's really staying in Brooklyn and all these things. You know, and I look at Philadelphia at about 5-1 to one to win the East. What do you make of them next year? Is Harden going to be in shape? Because you mentioned he kind of did right by the organization to allow them to get some other pieces do you like what they're doing so far in the offseason? And is it all predicated on Harden being the MVP Harden of, a, of years ago? Well, he's got to get in shape. I mean, he and Embiid. I mean, Embiid missed six days between, you know, the, the injury and, and his conditioning fell off. So they talked about we need more toughness, right? I've been screaming they needed more toughness since Embiid showed up. Like, I've never thought they were a tough team. Hmm. I never thought they were mentally or physically tough. This offseason is all about mental toughness and physical toughness. My hat's off to them. We finally recognize that it's important, right? <laughs> because the Heat were always going to out-tough them. The Heat were just – culture was just tougher. So, Tucker – now, the thing of me, for me as a fan, you know, would I pay somebody 37 years old that kind of money – instinctively no, but when you know that there are other teams in line to pay Tucker that money, you know, they obviously know more than I know. It goes back to what do they know that I don't? And mm-hmm. I think they probably know something. So if Riley's offered them 27 and we paid 33, yes, we overpaid, but we're going to have to overpay to get the guy out of Miami. So I do think that, that, that if they get that back, I mean, they are trying to shore up their their perimeter defense, their wing defense, and they've got to get Harden to play with Maxi. And I think Tobias Harris, for as much trade talk as going on with Tobias, I think he has adjusted to be in a catch-and-shoot three-pointer. I think he did a good job later in the season. And so I feel really good about that. And, you know, for me, I think they're probably a couple more pieces away, depending on where Durant goes. But I do think they can compete where they are. I think they've made some good moves for the short term. Let's talk about the, some of those future numbers because the rumors and welcome to social media, welcome to Twitter, they're running rampant to your point of where KD will go. And I wonder if you'd nibble anywhere in the futures market because you look at the Clippers plus 650, you look at the Lakers all of a sudden, those numbers have been shorted dramatically and you see the inflation on the nets now because you're expecting KD to be gone. 
Is it a matter of L.A.? Does it have to be L.A. for KD? Or could it be the Suns at plus $5 here? We don't know what they're going to do with DeAndre Ayton, but uh, it certainly looks like Book's going to be uh, staying, obviously, in the Valley of the Sun. He's not going anywhere. Well, I mean, I think you got to follow them. You know, look, he wanted he listed Phoenix as a team he'd go to, Miami. Who are the assets? And then today we read with, with some confidence, I believe in, that that they want all-stars back, which they should be. I mean, you're trading a marquee player. Mm-hmm. And to trade Durant for a bunch of picks in the 15 to 20 range, is you're really not going to get that kind of player back. I mean, you're getting an all-time great player when you trade him. You better get some superstar power back. So who has superstar power? Boston. I mean, you know, could Boston trade Jalen Brown and Robert Williams, and all of a sudden now you're off to the races and a bunch of draft picks? Would they do that? Would Boston do that? Durant certainly makes them better, but will they? Will they have enough depth to compete and do that? I think you got to follow the stars. Phoenix, you know, there's a report they don't want Aiton in the deal. You know, nobody wants to pay a center that kind of money. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. I think it's about to me. If I, I tweeted this yesterday, if I'm Sean Marks. I really am not interested where KD wants to go. You want to be traded? Okay. Don't tell me where to trade you. Right. I'm trading you to where I get the maximum value out of you. And I can get, you know, or I can position myself next year to have the first pick in the draft or the second pick because apparently it's going to be a good draft. So I would be more inclined to look with teams that have star players, young star players, that I would, that Nets would be willing to take back. Don't know if this is going to change the futures market at all, but we do have uh, new news coming out, breaking news. John Wall, officially a member of the L.A. Clippers, two years, $13 million for John Wall. Once the delight of D.C. To go along with the buyout that he just got. To go along with the buyout that he just got. It's good. Life is good. Oh, man. I swear, if I was 6'5", Michael, Okay, what we got? You got to be able to shoot, David. No, not if I'm Ben Simmons. I don't. Come on back. It's me, the Sports Betting Network. Time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today or stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Back alongside Michael Lombardi, I'm Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi Line. Uh, note, we're going to have Wes Reynolds joining us in the next segment coming up. Going to have Josh Applebaum back in hour number two from the great city of Boston. And we'll get into some golf with Wes and some other things with Josh. But, Michael, you do the GM shuffle. It's it's a great listen to. And I think on there you said some things that are really important for our listeners and viewers to know. This is in the futures market and really in regards to maybe the Cleveland Browns. Because I look up and I can see at some shops you can get Cleveland to win the Super Bowl at about 28 to 1. And I just said to Steve and, and Kevin here at, at VEASAN here at South Point, I said, how could you wager on the Browns at 28 to 1 when you have no idea who the starting quarterback is going to be at the beginning of this year, right? And we know now the league mm-hmm. is done their three-day, uh, I guess, conference, if you will, about Deshaun Watson's over. We're expecting word could come as soon as today. We don't know if it'll happen before training camp. I know that's when the league wants to get things settled. But before you go into what I thought was a a fascinating possibility as to who should play quarterback for them, 
I want to know from you as, as a GM in this league, what is this process like now? How does this work with the NFL to the team, to the player, to let them know what they're coming to after this three-day um, inquisition is over? Well, I think once Sue Robinson, the judge in this case, the uh, we'll call it arbitrator or the processor of understanding what the collective bargaining agreement has written in text, how the evidence pertains to that text is critical. So she's going to make a ruling to the league office, and then the league office is going to try to issue some form of penalty. Right. We know this from reading and listening to people with inside knowledge that the league wants at least a year. They're demanding a year. And obviously the players union, which represents Watson, wants nothing. So there's going to be something in between, maybe, you know, or the league will impose a sanction that they believe can hold up in a court of law when the union takes them to a court of law because they've interpreted the text wrong. That's mm-hmm. a side issue. So. What I think will happen is there will be a unilateral agreement between Watson and the league. There'll be no, there'll be no uh, uh, arbitration. There'll be no uh, going to an appeal process. It'll be settled and done. And once that happens, then I think the Browns can finally figure out where they're going. Now, I'm told by people within the bill, they think Brissett can play well. They think there was a period where he, when he was at Indianapolis, he did play well. I disagree. I love Jacoby Brissett. I was in New England when we drafted him. I don't think there's a better kid in the world than Jacoby Brissett. Let me say that very up front and center. I think he's a tremendous human being. Works hard. I I think he's got great leadership skills. He's got everything you want in a starting quarterback when it comes to the the off-the-field intangibles and the intelligence. I think what lacks is what lacked at North Carolina State and what lacked on the tape we watched then, and it lacked when we got got him in New England, was his ability to throw with anticipation. Mm. He is, a, he is a spread quarterback who has to see the receiver open to make the throw. And that doesn't work in the NFL today. And so he's always late. Now, what Frank Wright did and what they did in Indianapolis to make him look good is they hid that behind play action. Right? When you have a quarterback who lacks anticipatory ability, you hide him behind play action because why? Because he fakes the hand off to the running back. It separates the defense. Mm-hmm. And then his options of throwing the football is either to A or to B. There's no reading. I throw it here, I throw it there. Guys open, I don't. All right. Once you get behind in games and once you have to go to a drop back pass game, which every team has to do. Mm-hmm. Now you've got to rely on anticipatory throws. Now, what, when you watch him throw a nine route, that's not a throw that you anticipate. That's a throw that you're just throwing off the fifth step. So he makes those throws. It's the inside comebacks. It's all those routes that he struggles with with timing. And over a course of a season, those are the throws that cost you games and affects you. So for me, if I were sitting in Cleveland – as I wrote about for Visa this week, I, I would make the trade for Jimmy G. Wow. I would be, because Jimmy G fits exactly what we do. He does exactly what we do. He's the perfect Airbnb player, right? I <laughs> rent him for a year, right? I rent him for a year. And you know what I could get from him? I might get all my money back because if I give up a, a fifth-round pick and a team signs Jimmy G next year, you know, to a decent contract, I may get a compensatory fourth or a third. I don't know. And Jimmy has as much at stake to play good as I do. I think it's fascinating because I did not kind of square peg round hole Jimmy Garoppolo to Cleveland. But when you lay it out like that, it is it does make a lot of sense. If the league is not going to allow Deshaun Watson to play, 
potentially for the entire year, and you don't want to go with Jacoby Brissett with a team that looks like it's kind of ready, right? Like the defense looks yeah. ready to win. The offense, we know about the running backs. My goodness, with Jimmy G there, I, I don't. I'm not going to say it's an upgrade from Deshaun Watson because I know th- people think the world is Deshaun as a football player. And I don't know if I'm all the way there with Watson as this, you know, this is the guy that's going to take us to the mountain land. By the way, Cleveland's never won a Super Bowl ever. So we'll, we'll find out if he's going to be there. But Jimmy has at least gotten there, and they almost got there last year, and he had a bad wing. Now, we know that Garoppolo can't throw until uh, uh, potentially this month, it looks like. What it, would it take to get him out of San Francisco in your estimation, Michael? And what do you think is a realistic trade possibility for Kyle and Stefanski if they got together and said, you know what? Yes, let's give you Jimmy, but this is what's going what to cost you. We've got to redo the contract, which Jimmy G seems to be more than willing to redo. Don Yee, his agent, the same agent for Tom Brady, is willing to do that. So that separates it, right? So why is Cleveland a good fit? Okay, so if you understand the history of Kevin Stefanski, you, you can you can it explains why my belief that Garoppolo's a good fit. Stefanski starts his career in Minnesota. From Penn, he goes up there, he gets a basically a GA job, an intern job, turns it into a coaching. The head coach at that time is Brad Childress. So his indoctrination into pro football is the West Coast offense. And then as he's growing up in the Minnesota scheme and the Minnesota Minnesota organization, they shift and go to Gary Kubiak. Gary Kubiak comes in with the Mike Shanahan slash Gary Kubiak version of the West Coast. Terminology is all the same, okay? So Stefanski's got his West Coast roots, all the protections and all that, and then he gets the Kubiak bootlegs, the nakeds, the outside zones, all that, all right? And so then he goes to Cleveland, and that's what he kind of runs. I mean, last year the Browns were the number one team in yards per attempt, rushing, right? They could run the football. They were fourth in yards gained. I mean, they can run the ball. They've got two legitimate running backs and a very good offensive line and a very good line coach in Bill Callahan. So they can run the football, right, where they have problems in a drop-back pass game because Stefanski, the Kubiak, the Shanahan, that program, Mike included, Kyle included, it's not a drop-back pass game. It's all play action. It's all play action. And if they get behind – like they did in Houston when Kubiak was there, like they did in Denver when Mike was there, like they do in San Francisco with Kyle, it's hard for them to play catch-up because they don't have a great drop-back pass game. Mm -hmm. Now, the advantage in Cleveland, other than San Francisco, Cleveland's offensive line is really good. San Francisco, Kyle does a good job of hiding it. He hides it. He protects it, right? Minnesota, they had to hide it with Kubiak. Mm -hmm. You know, Cleveland doesn't have to hide it. They can throw drop-back passes because they can protect it. Now, but it's just not there. And with Brissett throwing it, it's not good enough. I think Garoppolo walks in there. The terminology's the same. The calls are the same. The audibles are the same. Everything's the same. And his comfort level will, will, will increase. Look, I, I'm not shilling for Jimmy Garoppolo because we drafted him in 14. I'm saying Garoppolo's your best alternative than sitting there hoping that Brissett finishes and turns the corner. I don't see that. Plus 275 for the Browns to win the North right now. 14-1 to to win the AFC. 28-1, to conversely, to win the Super Bowl. What, what is it about Jimmy G? Do people look at him as a Ryan Tannehill scrap heap guy from Miami yeah. that resurrected his career in Tennessee? Because I don't see that. I see a guy that's been very capable in San Francisco going to a Super Bowl and almost getting there back there back there last year. Why is it that there's this, there's this whatever stigma attached to Jimmy Garoppolo? Well, I, I think partly it is because he throw, he's thrown six touchdowns, six interceptions in playoff games. 
you know, I think that's partly his biggest issue, right? And when he plays in playoff games, he's played in seven playoff games or six playoff games, right? You know, and his numbers haven't been to where they typically are during the year. Mm-hmm. He really takes a step back. And I think that's what people remember. He's thrown four touchdown passes, six interceptions. His 8.4 yards per attempt during the regular season shifts way down to 7.3 in playoff time. So I think that's where a lot of criticism for, and it's rightly so. Yep. Look, it's like Jason Tatum. You play great against when when we need you the most, right? Jimmy G's got to play better when, against the most. But I think you know, you know, this guy won 17 of his first 20 career starts. <laughs> I mean, look, they they came to Dallas, ruined my uh, season last year, then went to Green Bay, did the same to Aaron Rodgers and company, came within a, a tart uh, punt interception. I mean, basically it was a punt. All you have to do is field it. And that pick six, uh, that pick against Jared, uh, against uh, Matthew Stafford would have put San Francisco back in the Super Bowl, but it didn't happen. When we come back, Wes Reynolds joins the program right here in the Lombardi Line on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. with BetMGM. You can win $200 for a $10 wager on the main event showdown in Las Vegas coming up tomorrow night. Just use the bonus code VEASAN200 and if the champ lands a punch in the fight, you're going to receive $200 in free bets. Simply download the app or go to BetMGM.com use the promo promo code VEASAN200 bet $10 on the mega fight everybody's been waiting for and if the champ lands a punch in the fight, you're going to claim a $200 payday. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, 
or New York. Dave Ross back alongside Michael Lombardi. This is the Lombardi line here on VEASAN. Michael, I cannot wait for UFC 276 tomorrow night. Shout out to our first strike crew. We're going to have that up for you later on today here on VEASAN. I had a chance to catch up with Wonderboy Thompson, Cub Swanson, and John Anik. We're going to have that for you coming up later on today on first strike. But I do want to talk a little bit of golf here as we bring in Wes Reynolds, of course. Uh, my co-host on the majority of the shows that I do here on the network. And Wes, it's always great to have you on, my friend. And Michael, when I when I talk with Wes, Wes knows I'm going to talk his ear off about golf. And I'm looking at the, the Live Golf event that's going on in Portland. This is the first one that's stateside. And Wes, by the way, everybody out there, if you got the, the newsletter, which you should, Wes is one for one in cashing tickets on the Live event as he had Charles Schwartz a couple weeks ago in London uh, what have you made so far here as they get ready for day two of their three-day event, which will culminate tomorrow in the 54-hole uh, play here, Wes? What have you noticed so far in their second event out there in Portland? Yeah, so far, Dave, a lot of the new guys actually did show out in round one of this 54-hole event. Carlos Ortiz, your leader at 500, DJ 4-under, Pat Perez 3-under, and uh, Pat Perez probably the most honest guy in golf because if you <laughs> want, if you saw pictures of that little party, that little event that they have a couple nights before the tournament at the live event out in Portland, Pat Perez is wearing a shirt that's all dollar bills on the shirt. <laughs> so he has told you why he is in this uh, tour and at least was uh, honest about it, which is more than I can say for a lot of the other guys. But he's up there on the leaderboard, three under, Brandon Grace, Brooks Kepka, two under. So, you know, tough to make a lot of this because this is a little bit of a weird format. So if you're betting this, it is a bit of a dart throw for interest, basically, because this is a shotgun style format. So some guys is, are going to start on the first hole and then play one through 18 like a normal round would be. Some will start on the 18th hole. Some will start on the ninth. Some will start on the 13th. And they're going to play all 18 holes, but just in a different order. But everybody's on the course at the same time with only 48 players. So there's no like AM, AM wave or PM wave, you know, and then it alternates the next day. So, yeah, this is, you know, a little bit of getting used to in terms of this format uh, going forward with only 48 players. Uh, Wes, talk to us a little bit about, like, why Pumpkin Ridge? Like, where did they come up with this course, and why is it there? And talk about the course a little bit, because, you know, it, it kind of, you know, one thing I know about Oregon, it, it can be, you can have the most beautiful scenery and the most beautiful days, but you, it's green for a reason, because it rains a lot, right? So talk about the course a little bit. Yeah, and what they're doing, Michael, they're actually playing uh, a composite. It's up at Pumpkin Ridge out in Portland, which has hosted the U.S. Amateur, U.S. Women's Amateur, U.S. Women's Open, a lot of different events out there. It's a beautiful golf course. It, it is uh, owned, I believe, by a group in Texas called Escalante Golf. So they went with this event, and they put it this weekend, too, guys, because – this is probably where you can pick the bones a little bit on the PGA Tour. That's right. You have a very weak field with the John Deere Classic because a lot of players are going to be taking off. They just got through the grind of the U.S. Open. They've got the Open Championship at the Old Course at St. Andrews in two weeks. So this is kind of the week to take off. So they did that purposefully. It's not like they're going against 
the Memorial, you know, Jack Nicholas's tournament or Arnold Palmer's uh, tournament, the late Arnold Palmer at Bay Hill. So they took this course. Uh, they're playing kind of a composite. That's why I didn't have a lot of data on it, because there are two courses at Pumpkin Ridge and they elected to kind of play a composite of the two courses. But it is a long course, about seventy seven hundred yards is what it's playing. But yeah, you could see kind of, Michael, what they're doing with the schedule here. Uh, they've got a couple courses that are at uh, the uh, that are owned by the uh, 45th president of the United States at Bedminster and also at Doral in Miami. That's going to be the finale. We know that the PGA of America was supposed to host the PGA championship there at Bedminster. But after uh, after uh, one six, they elected not to go ahead and do that. So eight events. This is the second event. And all of a sudden, Lib announces next year that they're going to try to have 14 events, which when you hear all the guys saying, oh, we wanted to play here because, you know, it's less time on our schedule <laughs> and we can play less. Well, now you're going to be guaranteed to play 14 events. So you're actually going to be playing almost more events than you'd be playing on the PGA Tour, at least for non-majors. I know it feels like a novelty right now. Not every shop out here in Las Vegas is offering numbers on it, but you can find some. I see DJ right now going in around two is a three to one betting favorite. Brooks Kepka eight to one. Louis Ustazen, 10 to one. Abraham Answer, 20 to one. Uh, Taylor Gooch, 18 to one. Sergio's 50 to one. Patty Reed, 20 to one. Wes, I bring out these names because these are big names in the world of golf as well that you certainly know. Uh, is there anybody now that you would hop in after what you saw on day one? Because you know me, I like to hop in a tournament here once I get a little bit of the footing. Is there any longer shots, or do you think it's going to get chalky here with DJ and Brooks down the stretch? Yeah, Dave, I wish I had a definitive answer for you, but I really don't know because one of the things I do with live betting, and I know you do too, is with the PGA Tour, we're usually going to have live data. Mm -hmm. We're going to have that strokes gain data, strokes gain approach, strokes gain putting, we really don't have much with Liv here. I mean, it took me a couple hours just to find a leaderboard. And you look at the leaderboard that's like on their website, it's not exactly the most high-tech variety here. They're not giving you strokes gain data. So it is kind of hard to bet in live. And plus, with such a smaller field, I basically decided the way I'm going to do this thing is I'm going to take three guys in the middle, which I did this week with uh, Scott Vincent and Justin Harding and also Sam Horsfield, and maybe kind of skirt the chalk at least a little bit until the chalk ends up winning like a DJ or a Kepka or somebody like that. So that's kind of my approach here for this series. And so far right now, Horsfield, you can get him still 40 to one in there. Pretty good number. Uh, gentlemen, let's pivot very quickly to uh, to the Open Championship in a couple weeks in St. Andrews. And we, we talked briefly about the John Deere. It is a weaker field this week on the PGA Tour. But when you do look ahead, West to the Open very quickly, you know, I see some numbers like on, on DJ, Dustin Johnson floating back. Are we going to kind of eschew the live guys and go with the PGA tour guys and the DP world tour guys. How do you think that dynamic's going to play out and does it affect your handicap at all? Well, I don't know if you could do that this time necessarily, Dave, because you are going to now see guys go over a little bit earlier because there's some of these guys in the live event and then plus a lot of the guys taking the week off, they're going to be overseas come Monday because they're having this J.P. McManus Pro-Am. J.P. McManus, by the way, an Irish billionaire, very connected in the game of golf, was the former majority shareholder, actually, of Manchester United before he sold his interest to the Glazer family. So you're going to have a lot of these guys over there in this Pro-Am next Monday and Tuesday and by the way, it's nine of the top 10, I believe, in the official world golf rankings. Tiger is committed to playing in a lot of big names. So they're either going to be playing in that 
or they're going to be playing in the Scottish Open next week. Now the Scottish Open is actually a co-sanctioned event. So it's on the PGA Tour schedule officially and also the DP World Tour. So you're going to get a big American contingent in that event. So I think that that's going to tell us at least a little bit. You're not going to get much from the Irish Open this week because it's not really pure lengths that they're playing uh, for the event this week. I think next week you will get a little bit more. But you can kind of see it's the usual suspects at the top of the leaderboard. It's Rory, it's Scheffler, it's Rom, top three in the world rankings. It's Justin Thomas, Morikawa, the defending champion golfer of the year, who was kind of interesting last year, missed the cut at the Scottish Open and never played links golf in his <laughs> life. He's like, I just can't cut my irons through the ball. I can't get it through this thick turf over here. And then what does he do the very next week? He just swaps out a couple of irons in his bag and then wins the whole darn thing and takes the Claret Jug home. Yeah, it's it's a fascinating, guys. And I, I look at it and I see Tiger Woods, by the way, 40 to 1, Michael, on that board. And I know, and this is why you got to listen to long shots each yeah. and every week with Wes and Brady Cannon. They do a great job of it. Brady has really been on. He got a much better number than that on Tiger. We'll see how Tiger looks next week at the event Wes was just uh, talking about and what he's going to look like in about three weeks at the British Open. But you do feel like that's a great track for Eldrick to get out there on the old course, a course that he knows better than anybody out there in the field. Mm-hmm. Wes, really appreciate the time and the information as always, Thank my you, friend. Thank you, Appreciate you. You bet, guys. Thank you. There he is, Wes Reynolds, everybody. you got to check him out on Long Shots and, of course, uh, right here on the network. Michael, when we come back, I want to switch gears a little bit to college football. And we thought it was the Wild yeah. Wild West in the NBA yesterday. Literally the wild, wild west out west. The borders have been removed, David. (laughs) There's no longer borders in the country. We've removed them all. I was never good at geography. I think that continues in college football. We'll discuss when you come back with us on the Lombardi Line on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. 